You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. Contextually, the word author means one who creates, starts, or causes something to come into being. Also, author means a father, a founder of something established or originated. It's important to understand when it comes to an author that there are good and bad authors. There are good and bad authors. Let's consider biblically a bad author. Let's go to John, the 8th chapter, verse 44. John 8, 44. Jesus said to some men, you are of your father, our author, remember one meaning of father, of author is father. You are of your father, our author, the devil. And the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources. For he is a liar and the father or author of it. The devil is not a good author. Not a good founder, not a good father. Though he tricked us into serving him for years. But in hindsight, when we look back, that was the worst decision we ever made. You agree? But let's consider a good father. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1. Consider a good father, author, or creator. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 31. And this verse is a statement that was made after God authored or created 
everything. Genesis 1 and 31. Ready? Then God saw everything that he had made. And indeed, it was very good. I'm going to stop at that sentence, the first sentence. Notice again, then God saw everything that he had made. And indeed, it was very good. And to this day, everything God makes is good. To this day, everything God makes is good. How can you say that? Malachi 3 and 6. Go there with me. Malachi 3 and 6. Malachi is right before you get to Matthew. Or right before the New Testament begins. You ready? Malachi 3, 6. For I am the Lord, I do not change. Everything he made in the beginning was very good. And everything he makes today is very good. If he starts making something tomorrow, guess what it's going to be? Good. There is no bad in God because God is good. And so we have to remember that. We have to remember that God as an author, he's going to always make sure that whatever he creates is going to be good. James 1 and 17 uh, takes it a little further. I'm not going there, but I'm going to quote it. It says, every good and every perfect gift is from above or from God. Every good, every perfect gift is from him. And he allows his goodness to come to earth in order for us to experience it. There's a whole lot of trouble down here. You go through a whole lot of trials on earth, but God is yet good. How many of you done been through a whole lot, but your testimony is still God is good? You ever heard the saying, God is good all the and all the time, God is? Matter of fact, there is nobody that has been better to me than God. Is that your testimony? God is good. Contextually, or according to 1 Corinthians 14 and 33, Paul had to remind a young church about God's goodness in reference to being an author founder or creator 
And so notice he tells them in 1 Corinthians 14 and 33, point blank, God is not the author of confusion. He's not the author of confusion. If God was the author of confusion, he would be messy, disorderly, problematic, untidy. He would lie, cheat, and such if he was the author of confusion. God would be jacked up. If God was the author of confusion, you would still be the low-down person you used to be. You would still be doing the stuff you tell folk God delivered you from. If God was the author of confusion, he would be one of the biggest liars we know. Because most of the time, if, if confusion or disorder is in a place, it basically originates from a lie. If God was confused, he would actually be the devil's brother. Him and the devil would be on the same page. Whenever you experience confusion, don't blame God. Don't blame him. He does not start Confusion. Consider the text again. God is not the author, the founder, the creator of confusion. He's not going to do it. That, that's not who he is. Whenever you start wondering about a truth of God and you start doubting, whether his truth is real or not. That's not God influencing you. A God did not put you on that particular path. He is not confused. Nor is he the author of confusion. Whenever you get to the point to where. You're wondering whether God is going to answer your prayer. He's going to fulfill 
what he said he would do in Scripture. And after so many days, it does not happen. And, and, and you utter out of your mouth, I guess God don't want to do it. God is not confused. You are. Second Corinthians 1 and 20 says all of the promises of God in him are yes and amen. Don't ever think if God told you something that he going to turn around and change his mind. If he did that, he would be confused. We have to learn to allow God to do things in his timing. Because the best timing is his his time. Don't ever get to the point to where when, when you're battling whether to believe something or not to believe something that, that you're wondering if God is allowing all that chaos to happen. No, he's not the author of confusion. And since God is not the author of confusion, don't allow folks to lead you into confusion why do you say that because as God's children we ought to follow God and if God is not getting in no confusion guess what we shouldn't either folks opinions will cause you to be confused People's ideologies will cause you to enter into confusion. Folk that think they know more than they know will cause you to get into confusion. But more so than anything, don't allow the person you see in the mirror to get you all mixed up in the head. Don't try to figure out something that you don't have the capacity mentally to figure it out. Just keep following God. And you won't have to deal with confusion. Because biblically speaking, and I am going to show you this, confusion is connected to evil. Let's go to James chapter 3. Y'all stay with me. You not only have to watch who you hang with as a person, you can't allow your mind to hang with everything. Yeah, sometimes we allow our mind to go places that we ain't got no business letting our mind go. You got to pull your mind back from some stuff that, that try to get your mind. How many have ever allowed your mind to go somewhere you shouldn't have allowed it to go? Or allow somebody to get you to thinking something you ain't got no business thinking? You can't do that. That's not, that's not good for you. That's not healthy. 
James 3 and 16. Ready? For where envy and self-seeking exists, old folk will say before I make this next statement, watch yourself. Notice this, confusion and everything are there. Let me read it without stopping. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. And it's easy to allow something to, to, to take you to a state of confusion. But once you find yourself there, Pull out. God has given you power to pull out. Oh, man, I ain't got to been thinking like that. Look at somebody say, pull out when you find yourself confused. Just pull out. But on the other hand, when, you, when you're around the table and folks are, are talking about stuff and it's causing you to get confused, don't just pull out. Walk away. See y'all. Gotta go. He is not the author of confusion. You'll stress yourself out trying to think about something that, that is very perplexed or confusing. You don't need to do that. Just let it go. When something is, is very, you're very concerned about something, but you can't really find out the answer you want, give it to God. Give it to him. First Peter 5 and 7 says, casting all. Your care upon him. Why? He cares for you. See, God don't want you perplexed or confused because of certain things. So just, just get that to him. God is not confused or author of confusion. However, he is the founder of peace. He is the father of peace. The root meaning of peace is to set at one again. To set at one again. Why is, why is God deemed a person that is set at one again or can set things at one again? I'm going to show you two scriptures. Let's go to Mark 12. Y'all hold on.
Mark 12. Remember the root meaning of peace is to set at one again. And hold on to that. First of all, consider what Jesus said in order to bear witness to the definition I just gave you. Mark 12 and 29. They asked Jesus about the first commandment of all. And this is Jesus' response. Mark 12 and 29. The first of all the commandments is here. Listen. Oh, Israel, figuratively the church. The Lord our God, the Lord is, help me. He won. He won. In order for him to set something at one again, he has to be one. He has to have the capacity to make something that is divided, separated, or messed up one. But in order for him to do it, he has to be one or he has to have the capacity to make things one. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. We're going to start at verse 1. Ready? In the beginning, God, or the one, created or authored the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. Make it one, Lord. And there was light. Now notice how chaotic the earth was. Look at it again, verse 2. The earth was without what? And darkness was all over the face of the deep. Look, at, look outside, look outside, look outside. Look how pretty it is out there now. What happened? Look at verse 3 again. Again, God said, let there be. There was what? And say to your neighbor, it's still here. What God do? He said it at one. He, he set the earth at one. Or he caused the earth to come into union. Because to be one is to be in harmony. In unison. Or united. He looked at how it was void. It was without form. Darkness was everywhere. He said I'm going to make it one. And now, now look how one the earth is. God makes sure that in the morning we see the sun what rise. Then in the evening we see the sun set. 
And then he turns around and say, I don't ever want them to have darkness the way it was. So I'm going to not put the sun out at night, but I'm going to put up a lesser light and I'm going to give it the name moon. And because the moon is not going to be as bright as the sun, I'm also going to throw a few stars up there too. He calls it to be one. And you still see the oneness of the earth taking place day in, day out. No matter what happens in this chaotic earth, you still see God's oneness. COVID came, but the sun was still rising. And set it. The moon was still rising. Stars were still appearing. Why? God changes not. Hear, O Israel, a church, the Lord God is one. He's one. He's a God of peace. No matter how confusing things are, God never gets out of place. He always remains who he is. And guess who he wants to be just like him? His children. It's the reason the Bible is specific. He created man and woman. In his own image. In his own likeness. Another author came and, and, and changed our likeness. Yeah. To the point to where now our likeness is diverse. But as Christians we, we have to remember. That, that God who changes not. Still wants us to be as one. No confusion. Wants us to be in harmony. Even when it comes to our being. He wants our spirit. Our soul. And our body to be as one. Even though many doctors are in contrast to that. Doctors will try to work on one part of you not knowing that your entire being is affected when you go through it physically, mentally, or emotionally. You have to treat the whole person. You have to deal with the whole man or the whole woman. If you want to be set at one again. Say your neighbor God is not confused. And, and folk try to pull God in confusion. When, when something chaotic happens in the earth. The first thing that they ask. Where was God in all this? He was still doing what he's been doing. Throughout all time. Being God, he changes not. And Jesus understood it. That's the reason Hebrews 13 and 8 says about Jesus, 
Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. But now it's time for the church to be set at one. To walk in harmony, to walk in peace. We have to walk in harmony. We have to walk in peace because that's God's plan. He created us how? In his own image. In his own likeness. You can never allow things to get you out of place. Because when you get out of place or you get out of the state of one, confusion is going to work a number on you. You won't sleep. The way you need to sleep. You won't eat the way you need to eat. And you won't enjoy life the way you need to enjoy life. God is the author of peace. He is the author of peace. I'm going to take it further and then I'm going to close it. He is the author of peace. Notice where? In all of the churches of the saints. What is it about God and his peace in reference to the church? He wants his church again to be set at one. He wants his peace to be our peace. And I'm going to give you scriptures to back up. 1 Corinthians 14 and 33, and all that I have said, and I'm going to be done. Let's, let's go to Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9. Y'all stay with me. Things going to happen in this earth, but you can't allow those things to get you out of harmony. And to start you being confused about this, that, and the other. You don't, God don't want that for you. Isaiah 9, verse 6. Ready? For unto us a child is born. Now this is the prophecy about Jesus. For unto us a child is Born unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, still talking about his name, Everlasting Father, and finally, the Prince, Chief, Head, or Leader of what? Peace. Not confusion, peace. Simply put, genuine or divine peace comes from God. The only way you're going to be able to live in peace, no matter what you experience in life, no matter what you go through, is you're going to have to allow the prince of peace 
to enter into your life. Only way you're going to have. You're going to have to allow him to enter into your, your life. And you will have peace. Because there, there are things that will drive you up the wall if, if you don't have peace. You'll be slapping somebody every week if you don't, you don't have peace. Cussing somebody out every day on the job if you don't have peace. There are things you, you can just get rattled about every single day if, if you don't have peace. And let me tell you something. The devil knows certain buttons to push. You can think the devil ain't got no influence if you want. Yes, he does. But see, we, we need to be to the point to where we're we just like Jesus. Je- Jesus was on a boat, and er- every, everything was, life was happening. And life was getting to the disciples because they, they didn't like it. They, they thought something bad was going to happen, and, and Jesus just simply woke up and said, Hey, peace, be still. How could he do that? He is the prince. Of peace. He's the prince of peace. Even when, even when he had certain moments, he knew how to get back at one. Remember the root meaning of peace? To be set at one again. Even when things come against your mind. You got to know that the way I need to get back to the place I need to be is God. God, this thing threw me for a loop. I just didn't expect it to happen. Lord, I got to get back to peace. Tragedies happen, but you can get back to peace. Things don't work out the way you desire them to work out. However, God can give you peace no matter what takes place in your life. Y'all ain't happy about it over here. I'm going over here. I say God can give you peace no matter what happens in your life. Lord have mercy. I got, I, I, got, I got to show you a couple more things and I'm done. Let's go to John 14. John the 14th chapter. Jesus had told his disciples that he getting ready to go. He was speaking in, refer- in reference to his demise as well as to going to heaven. But this is what he he told them he was going to leave them because he wasn't going to stay. He had to go. John 14 and 27. This is what he said to his disciples. Peace, I leave with you. 
That was very nice of him, I think. And keep in mind, he, he, he didn't just leave it to them. He, he left it for us. Jesus Christ the same. Peace I leave with you. Barry, I know you done been through a whole lot of stuff. But I'm going to leave you my peace. See, 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 all I done had to deal with in life. It took his peace to help me keep moving forward. And some of you, you, you need to allow that same peace to help you keep moving forward. Because that, there are some things that will hit you in life unexpectedly. And you're going to need him to help you through it. Folk can say things and mean well, but nobody can help you like God. David so understood it to where he penned in Psalm 46 and 1. God is a very present help. When? In time of trouble. God will help you. I said God will help you. John 14 and 27. Again, he said, peace I leave with you. My peace. Notice this, I give to you. But then he makes a very important statement. Not as the world do I give to you. See, folks are funny. <laughs> folks will give you something and then talk about it. They, they give it to you all nice and just, they even drop a tear. This, this was just for you. But then they'll turn around and talk about you. But notice this. Not as the world gives it to you. Then he turns around and says that you have to tie in to his peace. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. My peace going to help you make choices. That you couldn't really make without me. My peace is going to help you move on. Even though you've been through some difficult times. I'm going to give you something to where you're not going to have to worry about being troubled no more. You're going to be able to move. Because sometimes you, you can go through something and, and it's hard to let that thing go. And move on. 
But God said, I'm going to give you something. I'm going to give you peace so you can go on. Let not your heart be troubled. And don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You see it? Let's go further. Lord have mercy. Let's go to Colossians. I'm closing with this. Let's go to the third chapter of Colossians. Now I told you what he's given, but but it but this is what you have to do. He's given you peace so you so your heart won't be troubled. You won't have to be, be afraid. But then he says, or Paul says here in Colossians 3 and 15. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. To which also you were called, notice, in one body. And get this. And be Thankful. You got to let his peace control your heart. See, see, don't allow what you think or somebody else's opinion to control your choices, your mindset, and so let, let God's peace. Let God's peace control your life. There will always be opinions. There will always be things you're going to wonder about. But, but you don't have to do that. You just let his peace rule your heart. Lord, help me to think about what you want me to think about. Let his peace rule your heart. Lord, Lord I, I've been wondering what, what to do now. Let him tell you what direction to go in. Because folk going to be saying this, that, and the other. And some of them mean well. Some of them mean well. Yeah, yeah, they do. They mean well, but they just, they don't know. Like, he know. Because God can tell you some stuff that you'll be like, Lord, you want me to go on vacation? And say, yeah, <laughs> you need to go get you some rest. Go get that favorite burger you like. You don't believe God God will tell you to do some things that you'll be like, I can't believe he told me to do something that, that, that simple. Let him rule your heart. Don't let opinions 
even your opinions. Your family's opinion. I know you love your family, but sometimes you got to learn to let God rule your heart. Now, he's he not going to force you to take, take or to do what he tells you to do. But he, but he will tell you. He will tell you. But God is not confusion. He's not confused, nor is he the author of confusion. I'm going to stop right there. Let's get a lot of hand of praise.